Welcome to Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. This broadcast will challenge and encourage God's people to seek revival. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to Striving for Revival. Welcome to the Striving for Revival radio broadcast. This is Pastor Justin Cooper coming today from the KNVBC studio at the North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. My, what a privilege it is to have you join us for the broadcast today. And what an honor is mine to take the King James Bible and share with you some eternal truth from the very Word of God. Today we'll be closing out 2 Corinthians chapter 7. I had planned to do some more Bible studies in this chapter, but I think we'll just finish it out today, and that way we can get into chapter number 8, and really the continuation of this chapter until the close is the same thought that we started last broadcast. So it just makes sense to kind of package it all together, and though it be more verses than normal, it's going to be about five, six, seven verses It'll just make more sense to package them together, though we could break them down individually. It'll just work well this way. Now, if you've missed any of our Bible studies, as I always do, I want to remind you, visit anywhere podcasts are found. Type in whatever. Type in Striving for Revival when you get there. Hit subscribe and get the podcast. It's totally free. I'm not trying to sell you something. I just want you to be a part of it. That way you can follow these Bible studies. If you miss us on the radio, now we're on... Of course, KNVBC, we're on stations all across the country, literally. God's been good to open those doors and uh, shortwave and AM and FM and, of course, online. And But anyhow, if you missed any of those times or on the radio, you can catch us any time you are able to via our podcast. So I want to invite you to get the podcast, and that way you can stay up to date with me as we study together. Now, Paul has been talking about the truth, how that godly sorrow brings about repentance. And repentance is not something to repent of. Repentance is something to rejoice in. The very fact that you feel the need to repent tells you God loves you, you're saved, the Holy Spirit's working in your life, and repentance really paves the path to revival. If you don't get right, you won't have revival. If you don't return, you won't have revival, right? We must return if we want to see God do something like that in our life. So Paul said, I wrote you that letter, 1 Corinthians, he references. And I know that letter was hard because the situation called for hard to preach him. And by the way, preacher, don't be nervous about that. If a situation calls for hard preaching, you're not called to God if you're scared to deliver it. Don't be tiptoeing around the tithers and playing patty cake with the big givers. I'm talking about when God says, thus saith the Lord, here it is. You better say, thus saith the Lord, here it is. This is what God has called for today, given for today. Serve the meal. Amen. The way they receive it is up to them, but our responsibility is to be faithful in preaching it. So Paul delivered 1 Corinthians. Now some, some bucked it and some got right. Paul said, I'm not sorry I sent it. I'm glad because, thank God, it's something not to be repented of. Godly sorrow is a blessing. It brings about the right change in your life. Repentance is a word many folks are scared of, but repentance is a Bible word. And thank God for it. Thank God for the Holy Spirit that works within us. We always say he's our comforter. He is, but he's also the chastener. He's the convictor. He's the challenger. He's the caller out of sin. That's what he does. All right, now, verse 11. For behold, this selfsame thing that you sorrowed after a godly sword, what carefulness is wrought in you, yea, what clearing of yourselves. That's a blessing right there. Man, it cleared some things. It it, it opened a pathway. It cleared the conscience. It cleared the heart. And it, it cleared the way for God 
to move. Think about that. It made a pathway so that God could work in their life. Yea, what indignation. Yea, what fear. Yea, what vehement desire. Yea, what zeal. Yea, what revenge. In all things, ye have approved yourselves to be, and there's the word again, to be clear in this matter. You got it right. This early church example, though, I must say, we don't follow very closely or strictly in the modern-day church because the sin is very egregious that Paul's talking about. In 1 Corinthians, he lays it out and he dealt with it, and we, we, we discussed it when we studied that book. Apparently, though, those involved got right. And Paul says, you got it right, you are clear. They did not cast them aside. They did not throw them out. They did not uh, uh, just uh, belittle them and run them through the mud. But Paul said, hey, listen, you got right. And so now, listen, you're, you're, you, can, you can live for God. And you can get up, knock the dust off, and serve God. There might be some offices you won't hold, but listen, you're still a child of God, and there's still a work for God to be done, and God still has a plan for your life. And thank God you got under conviction. Thank God for repentance. Thank God you confessed it. Thank God you made it right. And now you can be clear in this matter. That's a blessing, isn't it? And by the way, you might be listening to me today, and you've messed up. A just man falls seven times, but here's what it says, but he riseth up again. <clears throat> you can get that thing right. You don't confess it to a preacher or a priest. We're not we're not Catholic here. Well, you, you go to God with that thing. Faithful and just as he to forgive you and cleanse you. If you'll confess your sins to him, thank God we have a great high priest, an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. But you got to get that thing right. Repent. Agree with God against yourself. Have a change of heart, a change of mind about the situation. Strive for holiness. Say, God, I'm sorry. I did wrong, and I pray you forgive me. And if you mean that from a heart of faith, God will. I'm glad for that. And you can get it cleared up. Thank God. Sin will leave a scar. Yeah, the memory might remain, but I'm glad on God's end of things you can go forward. Verse 12, Wherefore, though I wrote unto you, I did it not for his cause that had done the wrong, nor for his cause that suffered wrong, but that our care for you in the sight of God might appear unto you. He said, You know I love you because of my discipline. You know I love you because I dealt with it. You know I love you because I corrected it. That's where the liberal gets it wrong. The liberal wants people to love him, and because of that, he refuses to draw a line or take a stand or ruffle feathers or cause waves, if you will, and he thinks it's love to draw the crowd, but in drawing the crowd, he fails to deliver the medicine. No, that's not love. That's deceitfulness. That's, that's love of self. You need attention. You need a crowd. You need a following, but real love like a father for his children, like a mother for her child, corrects when there needs to be correction. So Paul said, I, I wrote that letter to you to comfort you and also to let you know I love you genuinely, and I've got a desire to see you grow in grace and do right by God, and I want to see you do a work for him, and because of that I had to correct you. Verse 13, therefore we were comforted in your comfort. Yea, and exceedingly the more joyed we for the joy of Titus, because his spirit was refreshed by you all. Isn't that a blessing that they that these people had so much going wrong, but they got right, and God used them to refresh a man of God. This crowd that had a lot of scorn, no doubt, a lot of slander in the community, a lot of stain on their testimony, yet they got right. God used them to refresh Titus. 
That's a great statement. That's a great thought. How that, therefore, they encouraged him because of their spirit. And Titus was able to bless them, right? Because of that. It just works both ways. Verse 14, for if I have boasted anything to him of you, I am not ashamed. But as we spake all things to you in truth, even so our boasting, which I made before Titus, is found a truth. He said, I bragged on you highly. He said, I know you had your problems, but I'm not ashamed of what I said because Titus came and found it to be true. You love the Lord. You want to do right. You want to live for God. And I thank God for that. And he said, you've proven it in taking the correction the majority of you have. You've proven it in getting right. You've proven it in clearing yourselves before God and encouraging Titus. And Titus has been encouraged by your willingness and your want to do right, to be in the will of God, to glorify God with your life. Verse five, or sorry, verse fifteen. And his inward affection is more abundant towards you. He loves you even more now, whilst he remembereth the obedience of you all. And that's really repentance is obeying God. When we repent, we obey God. God speaks to us. God shines the light. God shows us where we've done wrong, and we say, "God's right. I'll do what He wants." That's obedience. How with fear and trembling you received Him. Titus came and they welcomed Him. Verse sixteen. I rejoice therefore that I have confidence. In you, watch this phrase, in all things. That right there is Paul exhibiting, exuding grace. Christianity. Galatians 6, over, oh, 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 undertaking those who are overtaken in a fault, restoring such in one. And then not hovering the black cloud over their head and holding the stigma over their situation, but saying, you're forgiven, you've gotten it right, let's go forward. The blood of Jesus Christ cleanseth us from all sin. Thank God for that. And Paul said, I believe what I preach. I believe if you repented of it and you got it right, then you and I can go forward together for God. And he said, here's how much I believe it. I've got confidence in you. Wow, they didn't merit that. They did not earn that. But neither did you and I when Christ saved us. When he forgave us our sin, he said, I have confidence in you. Watch what he says, in all things. Christianity, I tell you, you can't beat it. If all we had was this life, it'd still be worth it to live a Christian life. Thank God for these principles that we can live by, but we get all this in heaven too. Join us next time. We'll be in chapter number eight. Until then, pray for revival. Thank you for joining us today for Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, assistant pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. Listen at this time every weekday as we strive for revival.